You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Beautiful Tuesday morning in Las Vegas. We got day baseball, Amal. Three rainouts yesterday. Two of them turned into doubleheaders today. 17 baseball games on the schedule. Wow. That is a lot. I didn't realize we had that many on there. But I'll tell you, this one in Washington right now. This I actually wanted to go to this game, but I realized tickets are going to be tough to come by. There might be at least 30 to 40 people in attendance. Paid. 30 to 40 paid. There might be around 60 there. Pretty good pitching matchup. Josiah Gray pitched well at SunTrust against the Braves in his second start. Mad bum dealing. Only went through 18 pitches the first two innings. One nothing Diamondbacks. We go into the top of the fourth inning right now. I'm sweating under four and a half. You, first five. You're in good shape, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really ticked off because I used up all my luck last night on the Padres game. They scored three runs combined at under seven and a half. They oh. score a solo homer by Fam and then a two run shot by Machado in the first inning. Uh, Reds decided to take the next eight innings off. Would have been a good time to bet the under after the first. It was you nine and a half. Yeah. It was nine and a half. Yeah. I, I took that one, but I'm saying. Usually in a baseball game, when you start to see some runs, it goes from there. Uh, but again, when we had uh, yesterday, when we talked about it, uh, there was not uh, not a lot of runs being scored. Lack of home run ball. I took uh, under four first five, which pushed, and then I had Musgrove and, and the Padres hung on. Not a lot of punch in that Reds lineup. All right, let's go back to last night with the NBA. We had three playoff games. Two of the series, more of the same, more of the same. But that middle game in Dallas, they rained down the threes. 22 made three-pointers. Uh, Jalen Brunson started Villanova, college player of the year, had 41 points. And the German Maxi added eight three-pointers, 25 points as the Mavs. Even the series with the Jazz, 110-104, they head back to Utah, even them all. Yeah, Maxi's kind of like my Padres underplay. It's only going to happen once every two months because I'm going to tell you, Maxi Kleber has not played well in about a month and a half. This was the best game he's had probably of his life at How the most the important time. about the playoff for the Maxis? Maxi Kleber and, uh, and, Tyrese? and Tyrese Maxi. Well, Tyrese <laughs> Maxi's been outstanding. He I had mean, another great game last night. He, we'll get to Philly in a second, but real quick, <laughs> about a missed opportunity here if you're the Utah Jazz. You know, you're looking at potentially uh, Luka Doncic coming back, change the dynamic of this team, but can Dallas rely on going 22 for 47 from the three-point line, 47% from the floor? Uh, no. Yeah. When I look at this series here, what do you think of this bet? Jazz minus a game and a half, meaning they have to win it in six or five, minus 120. Uh, I don't think it's a bad play at all. Yeah. I still think the Jazz win this thing in six games. Mm-hmm. I think they probably get game five back in Dallas. Well, even if they don't get game five back in Dallas, they win game six. I don't six. know that, that Dallas is going to win on the road at, at Salt That's what I'm saying. City. I think the Jazz yeah. take the two or the three that they'll play yeah. at home. I feel confident in that. I thought that's a pretty cheap price. Minus the game and a half, minus 120. Yeah. Uh, 76ers, 112. Raptors, 97. Embiid, 31 uh, points, 11 rebounds. Maxi again, 23, 9, and 8. And uh, Nick Nurse, uh, the pride of Carol Kemper in Iowa, just can't stop complaining about the officiating. Last night, it's the open-handed slaps. <laughs> you know, 
I'm glad you brought this up. I want to talk a couple things about this game. I didn't like the seven and a half. I should have probably mm-hmm. laid it, obviously, not because they won so comfortably, but with the injuries and the concern with this Toronto team, great opportunity there. But, Mike, in game, you could have gotten uh, this Philadelphia 76ers team, minus two and a half, three and a half, four and a half. Early on, Toronto takes the lead. Great options to be able to select Philadelphia. They come back by halftime. They're up 15. You know, um, the Joker gets thrown out last night. Nick Nurse is complaining. I- I'm going to tell you, there is a serious problem in the NBA of every one of these bitches complaining every time they don't get a call. It's unbelievable. And you know what the problem is? This filters down to every level. Nobody wants to officiate in youth sports because everybody thinks they're playing for an NBA title. This, this is a cultural problem. Stop it. Dude, I don't see tragic going out there and all these other guys complaining against the referees. Give me a break. It's so ridiculous in terms of the the, the officiating being just absolutely bombarded every time. Yes, they miss calls. Calls are wrong at times. But Nick Nurse to sit there and act like this is the reason they're getting destroyed? Uh, Scotty Barnes says he's improving uh, day by day, but we still don't know his status as they go back to Toronto for Game 3. Sixers, huge, huge favorite in this series now, minus 1,600. Get back 850 on the Raptors. Golden State more of the same last night, 126-106 over the Nuggets. They win and cover again. Curry, 34 points off the bench. Jordan Poole still started 29-5-8. Uh, and eight. And as you mentioned, Nikola Jokic, I think Draymond Green got under his skin. He gets the two tees in the second half and out the door in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think it was part of it was the frustration with the way the team is playing. We saw a little bit of a dust up on the bench. Was I think Morris getting into it with, um, with Boogie Cousins there? Uh, on on the sideline, and you know it's interesting. Everybody wants to pick a fight with Boogie. I understand he's probably not the easiest guy to deal with, mm-hmm. but you know most of these guys are not going to be able to take Boogie. It, it's really amazing to me how many guys get into it with him. You mentioned Steph, thirty four points in what twenty two or twenty three minutes played. Yep, Unbelievable what he was able to do in that game. And then Jordan Poole, how about the job he did? And I, I don't know if you saw the post game interview with him it was great. I did not. They asked him. He said Steph missed two technical free throw shots. They go, who's going to shoot the free throws next time? He goes. No comment. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I think you may be right. I think it may be a two-team showdown in the West with the Warriors uh, and the Suns as we get to the finals. All right, three games tonight. Let's start out the first game. Tips, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern time from South Florida. That game on TNT. Heat and the Hawks. These lines staying pretty much similar to the first game's lines. of malls. not much movement at all. Heat lane, seven and a half here. Total of 219. The Heat won the opener, 115 91, former Michigan standout Duncan Robinson, 8 of 9 from the three-point line, and Trey Young was 1 for 12 from the field. Do you look at it from this perspective? Trey Young can't be worse, and so you look at taking the Hawks plus 7.5 tonight? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point in terms of Trey's performance. He would definitely bounce back, in my opinion, but um, does Miami continue to do a great job of pressuring him and forcing the ball out of his hands and allow other guys to beat you? Does he force shots up? I think Miami wins the game. I didn't touch this one, but I would lean towards taking the seven and a half with the Hawks here. I just can't play it, though. I I do, too. Um, But maybe it's an in-game opportunity. If the Heat get out to lead, you can get double digits here. Uh, Series price, Heater minus $8. Hawks take back $5.50. You can take the Heat minus two and a half games. That means they have to win it in five, and still you have to lay 120. Or take the Hawks plus two and a half. If they can force six games, you're a winner. That's at even money. I don't think – I would look towards the Hawks there. I still think things are going to change when we get back to Atlanta. Um, give Miami credit for what they did in game one, but sometimes it's going to be a bit of an overreaction. Still a long way to go. And remember, in the Utah series, 
I was already declaring the series dead. I still think the Jazz are going to win that one comfortably, but give Dallas credit for the way they played in Game 2, and I think Atlanta will respond whether it's in Game 3 or tonight. Listen, to your point about Utah and Dallas, not only did they hit 22 threes, they only had three turnovers in the whole game. I mean, it's the perfect storm for them yeah. to win that game. Three turnovers in the game, that's three amazing. Three turnovers in the It's a franchise record um, for Dallas. All right, the middle game tonight on NBA TV. Tips at 5.30 Pacific time. T-Wolves at Grizzly. Here's a series where the road team stole the first game. An exciting series between two young teams. T-Wolves won a high-scoring first game, 130-117. to Grizzlies, a 6.5-point favorite tonight with a total of 240.5. Anthony Edwards had 36 for the T-Wolves. Ja, 32 for the Grizz in the first game. If you're betting a baseball game or a hockey game that's got a high money line, I would throw in the Grizzlies with this one at minus 280. I think Memphis comes out mm-hmm. and plays far better defensively. They're going to guard the perimeter. They didn't do an effective job of that. And I thought Minnesota did a great job, but, you know, they're a young team. I hope they don't get complacent with the idea that, hey, we got one on the road. I always hated that theory. Oh, we got one out of two. The objective is to win every game you play. It's not to win one out of two. And I still think those can be a tough spot for the T-Wolves. I am very tempted to lay the six and a half here, mm-hmm. Mike. I, I think this is a game where if you're Memphis and you're as good as you believe to be, You've got to respond and lay a hammer down here against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm all I do Iowa radio uh, every Friday morning, and they asked me how much I subscribe to the zigzag theory in the NBA playoffs. I told them I'm not really an NBA better, but my friend Amal Shaw is. First of all, it, it's, it's, I'm not a big fan of the argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I'm not saying there's not validity to it. Here's the bottom line. you got a team that's down 1-0, lost the first game at home. If you lose the second game at home, you're down 0-2. You've got to win four out of five, and you've got to win three out of three of those games. Potentially, are going to be—I mean—they're going to be at the opponent's home floor. It's not about zigzag; it's about a situation. So, if Minnesota had lost Game One, I'm not coming back with the T Wolves in Game Two necessarily. You know, Philadelphia is a perfect example of it. It's zag, it zigging and it never came back to the zag. So, let's say. Memphis holds serve tonight, and they mm-hmm. go back to Minnesota. You're yeah. coming back with Minnesota in game three. No, not necessarily, okay. because I think you can get Memphis at a cheap price, probably about a point, point and a half. I think it'll be a good opportunity. Nightcap tonight, the second half of the TNT doubleheader, 7 o'clock tip in Phoenix. Pelicans at the Suns. Suns win game one, 110 to 99. Amal, a line similar to that tonight, minus 9.5 for the Suns. Total 221.5. Chris Paul had 30 uh, for the Suns. C.J. McCollum, 25 in that first game. For the Pelicans. Yeah, I won't be tuning into this game, even though I like a lot of the players on both these teams. I just don't think it's going to be that competitive. I'm hoping at some point in time throughout this game, the Suns are less than a four and a half point favorite on the end game, and I'll take a shot with that. I, I can't back either side here. Boy, the Suns are really a prohibitive favorite here. The sweep is only plus 140, Suns in five, plus 150, Suns in six, plus five dollars. The series price, you lay the Suns minus two and a half, minus 275. Wait, will we repeat that? On minus the two, two and a half, half so the Suns to win in five or four, minus 275. Wow. Well, you know, then you're better off just taking the plus 140 and plus 150 on the two bets, right? Yeah. I mean, virtually works out the same. Actually, it's the it's same. Cheap. Yeah, it's the same. It's actually a little bit better. It's the same, except yeah. you lose two bets instead of one. Yeah, but if, if you, yeah. you know, if you bet 275 to yeah. win 100 and, and go the other way. It's, it's a little bit overly prohibitive of a favorite here. Is it that <laughs> much of a sure deal? Are the Pelicans that bad? Did they find the right situation? Paul George is out in that play-in game. Is it? I, I think you summarized it perfectly, yeah. right? You had to play two additional games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game in New Orleans was an emotional, tough game, even though they took care of business against San Antonio. They had a hard-fought comeback against the Clippers. Uh, this team's been very impressive. Give them a ton of credit. But Phoenix, I think they have unfinished business. And I, I tell you what, it'd be great for fans who are not necessarily betters or, but just looking for a great series if we wind up with a rematch in Milwaukee and Phoenix. 
Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the country. Download VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. All right, coming up, we're going to take a look at the draft from each team's perspective, the top five, what position they're going to take. There's a market on that. And we'll talk about football around the world today. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties and two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw here on a Tuesday morning at the Circus Studio in downtown Las Vegas. Amal, let's take a few moments and look at a different angle on this NBA uh, NFL draft. We've talked about... Hutchinson being the favorite for the first pick and Walker the second choice, Equan O'Neal and Thibodeau all in that mix. But Bet Rivers has now put up a market where you bet the position the team will take. And they've listed it for the top five or top six, actually, all the way down to the Giants. So let's start with the Jaguars or the five. Let's uh, let's start with the Jaguars who have the first pick. Now, a defensive lineman is a really cheap price here, minus eleven fifteen them all. Offensive lineman plus three dollars, linebacker nine dollars, defensive back sixty to one. Is it worth it to take a shot that they're going to go with an offensive lineman at three to one, or would you rather bet the individual players? You can no, look at the odds. I, I would rather take the three to one, and the reason is because let's say they get an offer that somebody wants to move up to the first pick, and they decide to trade back, and then Hutchinson's not there, they can go with an offensive lineman. Look, I don't think they're necessarily fixated on going with a defensive lineman. I think if you team him with Josh Allen, that would help out a lot. But at the same time, you know, this team, as you pointed out earlier, needs a left tackle to protect um, Trevor Lawrence long-term. The Lions have the two pick. You've talked about them moving, right? Mm -hmm. Trading down, perhaps. Now, remember, if you bet this, you're going to get wherever the Lions land because it's the Lions' first pick. For them, a defensive lineman minus 286, a quarterback 4-1, to defensive back 5-1, to a linebacker 5-1, to and an offensive lineman, 12 to 1. Yeah, I think the Lions are pretty safe on the defensive lineman yeah. because they could take Walker, they could take Hutchison, they could, if they trade it back, they could take Thibodeau. Thibodeau. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so a lot of options there. I would look at Detroit. I think it's a fairly cheap price on that one. I think the Texans at the three are an interesting one. Uh, and they have a lot of needs, obviously, yeah. the Texans. And it's reflected in the market in that you don't have a negative number in front of their first pick. But right. defensive or offensive lineman, plus 125. A DB is plus 450. Linebacker twelve to one, quarterback fourteen to one, wide receiver twenty to one. I would look at offensive linemen uh, for this team because I think a defensive lineman, while you might have a couple of options there, 
I think the offensive line could have more of an impact real quickly for this team and help them out. The young quarterback out of Stanford for them, Davis Mills, I think they were impressed with him a little bit. Maybe. Did, he, did he perform better than your expectations? He did, yes. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was going to be as effective as he was. He might be a guy that you look to long-term if you're the Houston Texans. And the good thing is now you're getting an opportunity to see how he responds. I thought he played and competed in a lot of spots. They were in a lot of games where they were big underdogs and kept it close. They should have beaten New England in that game. They had the big lead Oh, at absolutely. Home. You know, I think with young teams, the inability to close out is always a problem. All right, the Jets. Uh, defensive lineman, plus 170. Defensive back, plus $2. This is really spread out them all. Offensive lineman, plus 270. Wide receiver, plus 320, or a linebacker, 15 to 1. Yeah, this number is interesting to me because it looked like for a long time the Jets were either going to take uh, Garrett Wilson or um, Drake London. Now you're seeing this number adjusted. See, I think where you can make money on this is this is all speculation. There's nothing concrete. I mean, this is all based on what you hear from Adam Schefter or one of these other guys. There's nothing. I mean, maybe you can project what the team needs, but you don't know how they evaluate a player and how they see them. So, if you think, hey, this team's going to take one of these players at this position, then go for it. But I think, Mike, right now, with the draft not having that overwhelming superstar and some of these teams having so many needs, I don't think any of these positions are a lock. Here's a two-way prop with the Jets' first pick. Offense, plus 128. Defense, minus 167. Interesting. Um that's an interesting one. Look, they got to they got to improve their defense, but at the same time, you know, you got a young quarterback in Zach Wilson. If you give him a target like Garrett Wilson or Drake London, could really improve things very quickly for this team overall. It's also the Jets, though, and so the conventional thinking is often out the window. You know, you know what? It's funny you say that. I, I was listening to Colin Cowherd today on the way, and he's talking about how the Miami Heat's a great program. I'm like, no, you know, Pat Riley's great. Everyone goes, oh, the new uh, ESPN, I don't know if it's in their contract where they're supposed to just absolutely kiss the ass of the New England Patriots, but it's amazing to me how they always talk about, no, it's Bill Belichick. It's, it's, it's one guy. Look, in San Antonio, it's R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich. Call me when these guys are no longer there, and then tell me they got five rings in, in about 11 years, and then we'll talk. Speaking of great front offices, the Giants. Position of the first pick for the Giants. Offensive lineman, minus 143. DB. And defensive linemen are both plus three dollars. QB is ten to one, and a linebacker fifteen to one. Them all. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, God, this team, I don't, I don't know. First of all, do you believe that Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future for them? Yeah. What's that amount? Is right? Daniel Jones the quarterback of the future no, of for them? Of course, he's not. I don't know. They don't seem to be making moves to sit there and try and put themselves in a position to go get a quarterback. I mean, not that you necessarily love somebody in this draft, but. This team's got a lot of question marks. I mean, Saquon Barkley, his best years are going to go by the wayside because of Daniel Jones. You know, the Giants are actually the first team, as Britton Hess was mentioning to me, where an offensive player is favored to be picked over a defensive player. And every other one of these teams, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, uh, all favored for a defensive player to be chosen first. All right, let's switch, uh, Amal, as we'll continue to talk about the draft, I'm sure, uh, over the next, uh, what are we at? Eight days until the draft? Nine days until the draft? Let's focus on some football around the world here, some soccer. And let's start out with a match uh, at Anfield today at Liverpool. They're taking on uh, Man United on the three-way Liverpool, minus 245, uh, Man U, plus $6. A draw is plus 425. You can find three or three and a half as a total. If you want three and a half, the under is 150. You have to lay 155. If you have three, you have to lay 130 to the over. Or you can lay on the goal line, Liverpool, minus a goal and a half, 
plus 105. A lot of storylines here, Amal. When they met at Old Trafford back in October, it was a route four nothing at half. It finishes five nothing. Liverpool Mo Salah with the hat trick. Yeah, this is going to be a tough matchup here for Manchester United. Um, Liverpool is playing really the best football of any club in the Premier League right now. I think they continue in the world. Well, I know it's not your Ajax. They got beat by PSV Eindhoven over the weekend. So I want to go there. I'm going to interrupt your thought. But so all convinced that, you know, they fired Ole mostly off this loss 5-0 to Liverpool, right? Ole Gunner, who played for them. I mean, he was a star for them. But it's said now that they're going after this uh, Eric Ten Hag from Ajax. They're trying to get the Ajax manager to come to to Man U. Do you buy that? Is that what's really happening? Well, I mean, look, I I don't think. How many Scandinavians are they going to bring in there? Well, first of all, listen, Chelsea fired Frank Lampard and Thomas Teichel yeah. takes over and they win yeah. the Champions League. So it's not unprecedented. I mean, when you think about Lampard in terms of what he's been able to do, not just for Chelsea, but for, you know, who's captain of the English national team. Um, to me, the way Liverpool is going right now, it's going to be a tough one for Man U. How would you attack this if you were going to attack this? Well, you hope would you Liverpool- attack the total. No, I don't. I don't want to play the total because these Liverpool games sometimes can they can score goals, you know. Look, you don't see Mane and uh, Mo Salah come out until late. And who's the replacement? Bobby Firmino? I mean, Firmino, he can yeah, score Firmino. at any point in time, right? Yeah. And he had a couple of goals the other I, day. I can't play it under, and here's why. Look at what Man U, or what Liverpool's gone through. They had Man City. Mm-hmm. Then they had Benfica, right? Yeah. Then they had Man City again. Now they get Man U, but they're scoring three or two in every game. So how do you play it under three? Well, the under three is tough. The three and a half is not a bad one. I don't want to lay 55 cents, though. I could see this game having four. I could see the Liverpool getting four. This Man U defense gave up two goals to Norwich on Saturday. It took a CR7 hat trick to win that game. I know, it was unbelievable. In a bad spot, man. I tell you what, it was, <laughs> he, he pulled it out for them late in that one. It was unbelievable, Ronaldo, what he's still able to do that at his, his age. 50th. Patrick, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> he really, but also they're saying this this Ajax manager does not want Ronaldo if he comes. He does not want to retain him. Yeah, I would love to hear his reasoning why. Uh, speaking of which, in terms of this matchup, then then just stay off of it. Just stay away from it. Can't touch it. You know, we mentioned Ronaldo. Got to talk about Messi real quick. I was watching PSG on uh, Sunday. And I'm going to tell you right now, between Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, I don't think any of these three guys knows know what the offside rule is. They're offsides on every play. They had three goals taken off the board because of offsides. When we get Christopher Sullivan back on, and I'm assuming next week before Champions League, yeah. I want to ask him what's the problem with PSG. They have spent so much money. They brought in Messi and Neymar, and they're not playing well. I'm going to tell you what their problem is. I was watching this match. Mm-hmm. Mike, these guys, when they have a lead, don't play to defend. They just play aggressive offense. If you look at the great European squads when they win the World Cup or teams during uh, Champions League, they defend. When Chelsea gets a lead, it's over. They lock you down. Villarreal's home to Valencia, the yellow submarine at Estadio de la Ceramica. Uh, <laughs> minus 225 on the three-way, minus a goal, minus 140. The two and a half total f- over minus 130. Any thoughts on that matchup? No, staying away from La Liga. La Liga generally tends to be a little bit more on the higher scoring side, but staying away from that one so far. Um, by the way, love the pronunciation. Do you know why I don't bet La Liga anymore? No, they don't have in-game on yeah. it anymore. It's, exactly. it's just the honest truth of what's taken away from me. 17 games on the Major League Baseball slate. We're going to try to get through all of them in the next eight minutes. That's after the break. This 
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 plus only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. I have to tell you, Amal, I'm a big fan of Blue Moon. Odds on here with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, and I much prefer it to Shock Top. A lot of these places have Shock Top as a Blue Moon alternative. It's just not the same. I know you get your wheat from playing Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. A ton that. of baseball games. We'll update you on this early start in our nation's capital. one nothing, one out top of the fifth. Still continues to be a pitcher's duel between Josiah Gray and Mad Bomb. By the way, what's the game time temperature there? Because I saw Soto in the outfield. I mean, he looked like he just came from the Arctic Circle. How about stealing third with two outs with Soto up at the plate? That's a great baseball It's play. a very, very good. Fundamental ball. <laughs> okay. Uh, doubleheader here, but... What a great pitching matchup. Four pretty good pitchers today at City Field. They're playing a doubleheader here. 12-10s the first game, 4-40 the second game. This is a game I was laying to bet yesterday, and we'll have it again in the playbook. Alex Cobb for the Giants, who are 7-2, against Tyler Magill for the Mets, 7-3. Magill, 2-0 on the season, has yet to give up an earned run. Pretty cheap price here, if you like Magill to continue his dominance. Uh, as Jeff Erickson told us yesterday, he's picked up a couple miles an hour on the fastball. Mets, $1.25. At home here in the first game, total seven. I'm all juiced to the over. Yeah, I don't want to play this total because it's a day game. I would check the weather to see potentially which way the wind is blowing there. Um, this is going to be a really good game in terms of I want to see how the Mets perform now against a little bit better competition. Well, I want to go to the second game yeah. now at 440, and it's Logan Webb against Max Scherzer. I know you're high on Logan Webb. He's 1-0. and He's got 14 innings in with a 1-2-9 ERA, 7.71 whip. Taking on Scherzer, who's 2-0, and 11 innings, 3.27 ERA in a similar whip of 0 0.70. Scherzer, $1.30 favorite in the nightcap. Total a flat six. Wow. Uh, this is a, really a tough number. I wouldn't touch this total. If not, I'd go over. That's the only way to play it. Um, but I would look to bet whichever side loses the first game of the doubleheader. Generally speaking, if you look at it, teams do well in the second game if they take a loss in the first game. So White that's Sox, something I would consider. Excuse me. White Sox and Guardians rained out yesterday. No doubleheader today, though. Yeah. The division opponents, so they'll play more times at each other's. Yeah, they'll wait till September and then miss the game, so they'll play 161. <laughs> Keuchel against Bieber, same matchup as yesterday. I still think it's a cheap price on Bieber. He was a dollar forty yesterday, dollar forty-five today. Total seven and a half. Them all. Uh, first four. Total four. Yeah, uh, I like this White Sox team a lot. I like them at the plus one twenty-five on the road here. Um, you know, Cleveland. They had a rough series against San Francisco. But I, I think the line should be lower in this one. I don't think the Tribe should be this much of a favorite here. I'm going to have two plays on this game, and I and I alluded to it yesterday in one of my fantastic appearances on drive time, on Rush Hour, I always say drive time, with Danny Burke there in the Chicago area. I have a theory on Bieber, and we're going to start employing it uh, today. All I right. can't wait to hear this. Yeah, okay. It's going to be in our end of playbook. 340 um, Pacific time, Yankees at Tigers. Can Garrett Cole turn it around them all? He faces Tyler Alexander today. Yankees come in 5-5, five and five, not hitting the ball very well. Cole's been awful, although he hasn't been tagged with a loss yet. 
ERA close to six, less than 10 innings in his two starts. Alexander, no decisions as well. ERA of five. Amal, the Yankees, a 225 favorite at Comerica today with a total of seven and a half. No way am I laying this number on the road. Either you take a shot with the Tigers or no play here. Uh, speaking of awful, have you seen Aaron Judge's numbers? I have not. One home run, one RBI. I heard uh, Matt Humans and Paulie talking about the Yankees in general and their hitting and how they didn't go out and get anybody that gets on base in the offseason. And that Humans had said before the year started that 92 and a half wins was ridiculous for this team. I said this all year long. Who's going to get on base for this team? They're going to hit solo homers every time? Yeah. They're, they're going to strike out 200 times each guy outside of Rizzo. Um, to me, I thought it was a mistake by Judge turning out of that long-term seven-year 210 deal that the Yanks, I guess, offered. I don't want to close the book on Cole, but if Severino doesn't come back to form, this team's in big trouble. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And I think it's going to only intensify the pressure on Garrett Cole being the number one guy. By, by the way, I was looking um, at the top 25 biggest contracts in baseball history. Garrett Cole's right up there in the top 25. Why would you give this guy nine years? I, I, I don't understand. These owners are allegedly smart. Why are you giving a pitcher nine years when he's going to be about 39 uh, on the back end of it? I would never do it. Couldn't beat fake tough guy Jake Arrieta in that wild card game <laughs> By the way, he officially retired today. Did he really? Yeah, no more hot sauce for him. He can get off the juice now. <laughs> Cardinals at Marlins, 340 Pacific. Adam Wainwright against Jesus Lazardo. Wainwright got roughed up a little bit at Miller Park against the Brewers last time out. Uh, Lazardo, of course, came over in the trade from Oakland last year. Wainwright, look at this. A pick on the road here against the Marlins. Marlins did pretty well in that uh, series against uh, the Phillies. Is this the right price? Buy low here on Wainwright at, at a pick'em. I think it's the right price uh, because they're on the road. Mm -hmm. uh, I like this Cardinals offense. They did a nice job comeback. They came up a little bit short against the Brew Crew yeah. on Sunday, but overall, here hitting the ball well. That middle of that lineup: O'Neill, uh, Goldie, and of course uh, Arenado, going to be dangerous. And I really pay attention to the Jack Flaherty injury. If you're looking to bet a team to win the National League or to win a World Series. I think this team's going to be uh, right there with the Brewers all year long. One of the games that I circled tonight, uh, although I don't have a bet on it yet, I'm looking forward to it. Blue Jays at the Red Sox. Yusei Kikuchi against Nathan Evaldi here. Red Sox coming off that loss on Patriot Day to the Twins. Kikuchi got roughed up in his first start, only completed three and a third innings. Evaldi 1-0 with a 4.5 ERA after two starts and 10 innings. Red Sox $1.40 home favorite. The total is nine. I'm all juiced to the over. Yeah, I think Kikuchi bounces back in this one here. Uh, pitches a lot better than he did. Ivaldi's uh, a guy I feel like potentially, I want to see how he does. Had, he's already got 13 strikeouts on the year, but let's see how he performs in this one here. Boston coming off that loss on Patriots Day to the Minnesota Twins. It was a damn cold night in Chicago last night. As Danny Burke told me, there'll be intermittent flurries at Wrigley. Kept the score down. The Cubs come away with the win. They're 6-4 and four to start the season. Your Rays, 5-6. and six. It's going to be Matt Whistler against Justin Steele tonight. This game close to a pick as well. Oh, some money for the Rays now. $1.20 on the road team, total eight them all. Yeah, I think the Rays bounce back in this game. This is a pretty good price here on this team. I, I think they get this one done here tonight against the Chicago Cubs. Angels at Astros. Astros win last night. Remember Framber Valdez in opening night just absolutely dominated the Angels in Anaheim. Now he gets them at home and he's 2 to I don't get it. Nobody bets this Framber Valdez. He's the same price as he was on the road at Arizona. $1.50 tonight. You can get the Astros on the run line, minus a run and a half, plus 135. Total is eight. He's opposing Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, I think you got to go with the Strohs here. You know, we talked about an embarrassing uh, situation with Aaron Judge's performance. How about Anthony Rendon? Hmm. I mean, this guy in three seasons in uh, in Anaheim has hit 16 homers. Combined. 
Yes, over three years, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Is this going to be a worse contract than Pujols for Artie Moreno? No, nothing could be worse than that one. I should have asked him, are you bringing the sauce with you or not? No, Pujols is in the starting line. I know. It seems every day for the Cardinals. He had a three-run hard the other day. (laughs) Uh, uh, Twins uh, at the Royals. This starts off a series 5-10 Pacific time. Chris Archer pitched four scoreless innings in his debut for the Twins. Carlos Hernandez goes for the Royals tonight. Twins, $1.15 road favorite, total 8.5. I was a little surprised at the favoritism for the road team. I was a little bit as well. By the way, there should be a bet on every Chris Archer start. Will he go five innings or not? It's got to be heavily favored to the under. Absolutely, right? I mean, (laughs) this guy just throws too many pitches to get guys out. Um, What about this total here? Uh, Over 8.5 potentially? I, I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't play it here. But, you know, Archer, I might play... As opposed to eight and a half here, Amal, here's a spot where I might play over four and a half in the first five, just because Archer always gets himself into trouble early. He does, and that's one thing you got to be concerned with if you're looking at it from the perspective of uh, taking the twins here. Aaron dollar sixty last night, cash those Rockies tickets. Just keep fading <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you. What an ROI. Phillies entered the game four and seven at Coors. Rockies are seven and three. Kyle Gibson had a rough outing in South Florida last time out. Kevin Freeland has been awful. The Rockies have three losses. He has two of them. 0-2, nine innings pitched, ERA of 10, whip of two. Phillies a road favorite again tonight, $1.30. Total, 11 and a half. Yeah, this is a number that seems a little bit high based on the offensive performance uh, by these teams so far yesterday. Really, Philadelphia struggling a lot. Speaking of which, I was uh, Bryce Harper, another guy. <laughs> this is the day of bad contracts. We're talking about these teams. I, what you know? Look, I get he won the MVP last year. The guy didn't even drive in ninety runs. I mean, is he really giving you a return on investment? Is Philly actually going to win anything during this guy's tenure? No reason to back him in this spot here tonight, even though I like Eflin better than um, you mentioned Nola. You know, I didn't think Nola was bad yesterday. Five and a third innings, two earned runs. But I think the Rockies at home plus 110. This is a team that's gone under the radar so far. You th- speaking of, we're going to go to Reds-Padres next. Do you think that Manny Machado was a bad contract? No, I think Manny, Manny's a, because he's a plus defender. You know, he's been effective offensively so far. I look at sometimes when you sign some of these guys, do they have an impact enough? Do they have a powerful impact on you winning? Joey Votto, to me, is the worst contract in baseball. Yeah. The guy doesn't help you win. He's, a, he's, a, he's about his own stats. He's so good. He's so proud when he gets a walk with nobody on base. San Martin against Musgrove. Musgrove's off to a good start. Amal, this game was 180 when I bet it on the overnight. 210 now. Padres money, or is it anti-Reds money rolling in? Padres, even money, minus a run and a half. Total seven and a half, Amal. Love you. Love the way you phrase that question. I'd go 75-25 anti-Reds, but I think in this one, Gore should be effective against the Cincinnati team that continues to struggle offensively. All right, when we come back, we'll have Amal in. We'll have the Palm Reader playbook. There's a couple late games we still haven't gotten to here in Major League Baseball, including Max Fried against Walker Bueller. And we'll take a look at the night in the NHL. Key matchup. It's going to be a national TV game. Um, between the Kings and the Ducks tonight in L.A. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet River Sportsbook today. Just log in and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet today only. Use it on straight bets, player props, or same game parlay. You decide. Log on to the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and you get a 20% profit boost today. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with them all. Sean, suddenly I have a sweat on my hands as Marte drops an easy pop up with two outs and nobody on. 
And now two doubles in a row, and it's two to one. Homer by Soto, we lose the bet. Yeah, this is this is unfortunate situation. Marte should have made the play at second base, and now uh, Madison Bumgarner has gone full Marcus Stroman. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, all right, I want to cover these two games we didn't hit, then get to the playbook. Rangers at Mariners tonight, Amal. Uh, John Gray against Robbie Ray. John Gray hasn't gotten a decision. Um, six, seven, five ERA, rough start, although one of them was uh, when he pitched in Toronto. Robbie Ray wins his first start, loses his second, has put in 13 and a third innings in two starts, four, seven, three ERA. Robbie Ray, a little bit of a short price here tonight, dollar forty-five total eight. Okay, you're going to have to explain this line to me. <laughs> I, I don't understand this one. Uh, Rangers are three and seven. Yeah, I, I just don't get this. I, I mean, tell me why this line is sitting at minus 145 here, Mike. I, I don't get it. You I thought take... it'd be 180. Yeah, absolutely right. This makes no sense to me in this particular matchup. Yeah. All right, and then pitching matchup in L.A. Max Freed off to an 0-2 start with a 5-7-3 ERA through 11 innings. Taking on Walker Bueller, who's 1-0, but hasn't been that sharp. Got a no decision in that game against the Reds. He was up 3 to nothing. Uh, 10 and two-thirds innings, a 3-3-80 ERA, 1-3-1 whip. Bueller, $1.50 favorite tonight. This game's on TBS, first pitch at 7-10 Pacific. Totals eight them all. Yeah, probably blocked out for everybody here in Vegas like every other baseball game is. But, um, you know, to me, when you look at this uh, Dodgers team, you know they've won every game this year, Mike, by two runs or more. They've covered every game on the run line. And the run line here, plus 140. Yeah, not a bad price. This L.A. team, you know what the only concern I have, though, is it's that one inning every time that's huge for them. Last night, they get, uh, I think, four or five runs uh, in the middle of the game there and just take care of business. I like this price on Walker Bueller. Didn't play this game, uh, but I think the Dodgers are a team you try to ride right now. They're playing well overall. I would agree with you there. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook right now. Uh, our plays for today, heavy, heavy in baseball here, all. So here's my Bieber theory. I'm going to bet Bieber first five, and I'm going to bet Bieber uh, under first five. So I'm making a two-way bet here because I think he's just so consistent through five innings of pitching. If you'd have done this so far, in the first game, you would have won the under and you would have gotten a push uh, in Kansas City. Which was a tough break, yeah. And then in the second game, you would have pushed the total at four and you would have won the game because he was up four to nothing. So I'm going to bet it both ways. I'm going to bet Bieber uh, and and lay the 145 first five for one unit. And then I'm going to bet Bieber, Keuchel, under four for the first five, minus 105. Maygill with the Mets, first five, minus 120. It's the same price as the game. I'll take it first five and get rid of this Mets bullpen. I'm going to parlay Burns with the Brewers over the Pirates and Musgrove over the Reds. 240 and 180 was the price. I know it's now up to 210 um, with Musgrove. And then the two-unit play, we haven't talked about this game yet. Second leg of the Coppa Italia semifinal between Inter Milan and AC Milan. They played the first leg March 1st, 0-0 draw. I'll go under two and a half here in the second leg and lay 30 cents. I really like that play because whichever side, well, the one thing that concerns me is whichever side scores first, I think they'll see a little bit more defense out of them. And the other thing is I think you take a conservative approach. You don't want to get beat because you might put yourself in a situation where you go to extra time and then penalty kicks because of the first leg being 0-0. Um, not, not a bad play there. You got Mega there at the first five. I'm looking forward to this game today. This should be a pretty good one between these two teams here. Mike, we'll go to the uh, uh, all-in segment here mm-hmm. at the all-in. Got two plays tonight. Let's start in the NBA. I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies at home, minus six and a half against Minnesota. I think they bounce back in a huge way here. I think they take care of business comfortably. And then I think the Mariners on the run line, a minus a run and a half, plus 140. Uh, to me, this Texas team is just 
they're horrific. You know, there are several teams in baseball, Cincinnati, the Texas Rangers, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mike, we're going to be looking at teams that are just approaching historically bad levels. Yeah, I would agree with you here. That Robbie Ray line didn't make much sense. You could bet it with the run line. You could lay the lay the price here instead of the, you know, I would have made it 175 or 180. That's what I'm saying. I thought yeah. it was too low a price. You could even, you know, I'm not a big minus guy in baseball. I try to take a lot of run lines, but I think that's one you can go with the money line there as well just because of how cheap it is. All right, let's flip to, to the NHL tonight. There are 10 games on the ice tonight, all. We saw that big if you'd have taken all those two and $3 favorites last night. Two of them lost. Colorado lost at home. And the Knights, what a abysmal effort against the Devils last night. Well, even though I thought Colorado was going to win, mm-hmm. I don't think that comes as much of a surprise yeah. because the Capitals are very capable. But VGK, <laughs> Mike, losing, that one shocked me. I want to talk about a couple of games. We won't get through all 10 of them tonight, though. But Wild are at the Canadians. Wild are a point back of St. Louis. That's that 2-3 in the central for who's going to have home ice in that first series. Canadians have lost five in a row, but Carey Price... Back in that, he took a loss in his first start, but only gave up two goals against Cam Talbot. The Wild, 270 tonight uh, with a total of six and a half. Yeah, Talbot confirmed in this one. Price is expected. The one concern I have when you look at this uh, Minnesota team, the last couple of games against the Sharks, against St. Louis over the weekend, Mike, defensively, just a sieve. They've been giving up too many goals right now. they got to get things in front of Talbot shored up. Uh Jets are at the Rangers tonight. Do you have uh, Shesterkin confirmed yet in this game? I've got Shesterkin expected along with Hellebuck. Yeah, Hellebuck confirmed for me. Um, Jets out of it. Now, Rangers sitting in that second position uh, in the Metropolitan Division. This game at Madison Square Garden. Hellebuck confirmed up from $1.90 to $2.15 on the overnight. If you lay the puck at a half, plus $1.20 on the Rangers, total six them all. Yeah, I think the Rangers are going to win this game. Uh, 215 is a little bit of a high price, but I still am confident in them to get it done. I love the way Shesterkin has played, and I think we're in agreement he's going to win the Vesna. I, well, he's a prohibitive favorite, and he should win it. Um, big game tonight in St. Louis. St. Louis has won nine in a row. They've taken over the second spot in the Central. The Bruins are clinging to the number one wild card just ahead of the Capitals tonight. you got Swayman in net there. For the Bruins? Uh, yeah, I got Swayman expected against Huso. Blues, a dollar thirty favorite here with a total of six of all. I think it's a pretty cheap price on St. Louis. Um, you know, I, I'm more of a Boston supporter than you probably are, and I'm not as big of a St. Louis Blues guy. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, this offense has been terrific down the stretch. Uh, that game against Minnesota, they blow a lead, but they find a way through, and then they go to Nashville and absolutely just destroy the Preds on Sunday. Um, I think in a good game here in a pretty uh, hyped-up crowd, I like the Blues to get to 10. Uh, Flames at Predators, and this is interesting because it's a back-to-back for the Flames. Remember, they were in Chicago last night. Uh, I wasn't sure if Markstrom was going to go. He was announced late. I would think he would get the night off tonight. Predators were embarrassed on Sunday, giving up seven goals in the second period to the Blues, and you can still get them at plus 110 tonight at home with Saros and Net. Yeah, Daniel Vladar expected yeah. for the Flames in this one. Um I don't know. I, I like Nashville here because they got embarrassed last time out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have that type of performance. I expect to see the Preds bounce back, especially at Bridgestone. Uh, even though I like this Flames team, uh, I got to go with the Preds here. Kings at, at the Ducks tonight. This is at 7 o'clock. Amal, it's going to be on ESPN. Uh, big game, though, because the Kings are fighting to hold on to that third spot uh, in the Pacific Division. Knights helped them out by losing last night. But, boy, Vancouver played well and won again. They won six in a row. They beat the Stars last night, 6-2. to two. Kings uh, at the Ducks at Anaheim. Kings a $1.60 road favorite with a total of 5.5 juice to the over them all. 
Tell you what, I watched some of the uh, Blue Jackets game against the Ducks. I don't think Anaheim has played defense in the last two months. And no reason things get turned around against this Kings team here. Cheaper price, uh, obviously the rivalry factor here, but quick. And they're just going to ride Gibson right into the ground. <laughs> it's Why are they playing him still? <laughs> I have no idea. Give, give me Jonathan Quick and the uh, the LA Kings here, uh, minus one six. Same thing with Winnipeg. Why are they still going to have Hellebuck start 68 games? I don't know. And I was wondering the same thing. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable, these two guys. I get with Quick, they're just like, you know what, forget about it. We're just going to ride them to the end of the year. Canucks playing really well right now. They're, they're only four out here uh, with six games to go. Senators who played at the Kraken last night, it's a back-to-back for both of them. They're in Vancouver tonight. It's a huge price, up to 265 off a 240 overnight. Total six and a half here, Amal. Yeah, I like the Canucks at home. I would lay the goal and a half here. I took the Sens last night against the Kraken and uh, came up on the wrong side of that one. We're up but, two to one at one point. I just thought, you know, this is an opportunity against a Kraken team I don't like. Yeah, I don't like them either. He got off to a bad start because of that that high-sticking four-minute power play. They scored right at the end of the first one. Then you had to hold on in the second one. It was a pretty good game. 3-2 final there. I'm going to bring this up, and not people are talking about this game. Blue Jackets at the Sharks. And I say it because of this. The Sharks, them all, have lost 10 games in a row, and they're a $1.40 favorite. I'm going to tell you, I watched the Blue Jackets play against the Ducks. I can see why. They should probably be a little bit higher. Don't you have to take the Blue Jackets plus 120 here against a team that's lost 10 in a row? No, because I'll tell you what. The Sharks are at least getting out there and competing. When you watch um, this uh, this Columbus team, not particularly strong. By the way, real quick before we end the show, is anybody going to dethrone Florida in the East? Now they look good. They're relentless. Well, they score a lot of goals. But they got kids, 10 guys over 15 goals. Are our teams going to give up five goals in the playoffs? It's a different style <laughs> That's of hockey. That's a great point. Yeah, it's a great Ch- point. It changes. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's betting across America.